While every guru and book has some kind of strange definition on the purpose of sales and the purpose of marketing and the purpose of prospecting, in this episode, I'm going to break down a new operational perspective on the purpose of marketing. Because at the end of the day, we want our marketing to be the vehicle that drives great new opportunities for us all on the backs of building a brand, generating leads, and delivering amazing value to our clients. Because when you do uh, marketing on the backs of a great brand, of of offering great value, amazing things start to happen. But how do you do it on a day-to-day basis? And I break down the four key perspectives in this episode. This is uh, operational and tactical and the way you can use it. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. Today, I wanted to take a very tactical approach in looking at the world of marketing. This is an episode you probably want to listen to a couple times over, and you want to share it with your teams. You want to share it with anybody doing sales. You want to share it with your marketing um, uh, team, and you also definitely want to share it with your business partners that you have, because I want to give you a different perspective on how you look at marketing every single day. Right, every single day. Because what happens is no, normally we build a marketing plan and then we go out and execute that plan. But I want to see if we can make marketing um, not just the job of an internet marketer, right? An internet marketer, as you see, influencers, internet marketers, et cetera, they wake up and their entire job is marketing. But for us, um, many of us who have businesses, like several of mine, I have to wake up do marketing, then go figure out how to run the business, then go figure out how to hire people, then go figure out how to create delivery, then go figure out how to, you know, um, have take the service, then go figure out how to find the money, all of that stuff. But the marketing then becomes one of many things that we do in the process of running the business. So today I want to give you a different perspective on how to run marketing. And I heard this quote, which uh, was very cool. I wanted to shape this entire episode around this and the and this is, this is how it goes. It says, the purpose of marketing is to sell more things to more people more often and for more money. Memorize that. The purpose of marketing is to sell more things to more people more often for more money, right? Now, I know that there's people who say things like, uh, marketing is story selling and sales is whatever, conversion, whatever terminology you use. I want you to think about this in the context of using this today as a daily lens of the purpose of marketing is to sell more things to more people more often for more money, all right? Now, before we go any further, uh, for some reason, if you're listening to me, you know that uh, I don't have a problem with the word sell. I don't have a problem with the word sell. So I want to define the word sell for you today, because I think it's really important. And uh, I want to take away the negative stigma from the word sell, because it shouldn't affect you in any way. 
because uh, the world has changed. The world is okay buying. The the internet has created a world full of buyers. We want our phones. We want to download apps to do what? We want to buy more stuff. We want access to more stuff. We want more conveniences. And we are okay paying for it. In fact, we're okay paying for it in such a mindless way that we don't even look. It just auto charges our card. We have so many subscriptions. We are okay buying stuff. So it should be okay for you to sell stuff for me to buy. Okay. So I want to define selling for a second. And I think about selling in a different way. Uh, when, whenever someone, when I hear the word sell, either for myself or my team, I just think about this word, which is invite, right? The marketing word for it is make an offer. Hey, I'm going to offer you to do something and you're going to either take me up on that offer or not. But to me, um, you know, with a, with a lot of traditional businesses, with a lot of online businesses, with, you know, uh, consulting, mentoring, all of that, the, the, I'm not selling anything, right? I am just inviting people to doing something that is good for them. And if I can help them with that, that's I feel good about it. So uh, this may be selling people to join your feed Facebook group. It's a sale. This may be selling people to click the link in your email. Your copy has to do that. That's a sale. This may be getting people to just sign up for your free course. That's a sale. This may be getting people to convince them to download your lead magnet. That's a sale. This may be getting somebody so uh, involved in your story that you're asking them to direct message you on, say, social media. That's a sale. To me, the sale is a point where you invite somebody to do something and you sold them on the idea of doing something with you. Say it again. You sold them on the idea of doing something with you that is good for them. I say it again. You sold them on the idea of doing something with you that is good for them. If you do that, then you're in deep integrity with the sale process, right? So to me, the selling is just an invitation. And uh, a lot of times I'll, you know, people will say, well, I, I don't, you know, I really don't want to talk on the phone or whatever, but just think about this for a second. The higher the ticket, the offer, the more trusted the medium needs to be for the sale. So uh, an ebook can be just sold off an email or a landing page. A course can just be sold off a Facebook ad. Uh, programs can be sold off a webinar. Uh, if, but if you want someone to hire you for to be their insurance broker or their CPA or their attorney or their real estate agent, then they want to talk to you because they're entrusting an asset to you. In fact, nobody's going to write you a $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 a month check without any interaction. There has to be some kind of interaction, right? All we're looking for is less friction, the better. Okay? Less friction, the better. In, if, you're, if, you're, um, if you're selling to more uh, millennials and Gen Z, then they probably like more text uh, and DM. If you're selling to more, you know, Gen X, Gen Y, they probably like more email. If you're selling to baby boomers, they probably like more phone, like our live meetings. I don't know. But you also want to know the least friction environment to make the sale, right? And so the job of marketing is to get you the ability to have that least friction environment to make the sale. That is just an invitation. So I'll say that again. You want to wake up in the morning and say, the purpose of marketing is this, to sell more things to more people more often for more money. 
I'm going to say this over and over again so it etches in your mind. The purpose of marketing is to sell more things to more people more often for more money. All right. So, so let's just take this and break this down because now that hopefully I have kind of uh, switched some thought processes for you where selling is just an invitation, where you're inviting people to do something to, with you that is good for them, right? That's all this is. So our job is to market to people where we know that what we are offering them is good for them. Because if it is, then there's a good chance that they want to work with us. And if they do work with us, we know that the, the product or the service that we provide is good for them. And that's really good. Purpose of marketing to sell more things to more people for more, more often for more money. All right. Now let's take let's take the first one very quickly. Uh, and this way, like let's dissect these four so that you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, how do I number one sell more things? Sell more things today. How do I sell more things today? Now let me give you an example. When you think about selling more things. Um, this the easiest way to sell more things is to just think about the world in two ways, two ways, right? It is the two unbreakable rules of conversion that drive insane conversion in any industry. Two, two things, go really specific or go really personal, right? Just that's all it is. So for example, um, the reason you see a, if you signed up um, uh, on Sunday afternoon at three o'clock, right? I often get a text from Domino's Pizza because my children love Domino's. And the text says, hey, two medium, two pop topping pizzas uh, for $11.99 with one free. Well, see how specific that is, right? Two medium, two topping pizzas for $11.99 with the free Coke or whatever the offer is. It is super specific. And that allows me to say yes or no right away because I know exactly what to do. So it gives me a chance to sell, they give me a chance to sell me more things, right? And if you if you flip that, what's personal, right? Why does why do all the companies around the internet want you data? Like um, the interesting part is the, the other day one of my friends told me, he's like, hey Sharon, um, just for just for fun, go into your Facebook profile, change your birthday, and make yourself, you know, significantly older or significantly younger, right? And so um, I made myself significantly. I made my, you know, I added twenty years to my age, and it was fascinating to me because the ads that I saw in my feed were completely different, and that makes sense, right? Uh, it didn't even look like my feed. I saw a couple of posts from my friends, and then I saw an ad that didn't make any sense to me because it was probably targeted at my dad and not good or bad. It is what it is. And then I went the next day and I turned it to, you know, 20 years younger than me. And I'm like, Whoa, this is amazing. I had no idea that people so much younger than me, that's what they were interested in because the, the feeds are making it personal. The fastest way to sell more things to people is to just make it personal or make it specific. Right? So, uh, we, 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 the one thing I will tell you is this, most of us uh, only have one thing to sell. And you may think that, oh, I am a insurance broker and I only have uh, this life insurance policy to sell, or I'm a real estate agent and I can, you know, un unless someone wants to buy a house with me or sell a house, uh, you know, have me represent them, I don't have anything else to offer. Or if you're a coach, you're like, well, uh, you know, 
if you're not an entrepreneur and you're not making X amount of dollars and you don't want to scale your business, they are not for me. Marketing has taught us that if you are not in that niche of what you're being offered, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you, but that that's interesting because that's not how people work. People, a lot of times will like play in the periphery. They'll play around the area. Right. And they'll say, Oh, um, I, I'm interested in, maybe I'll get a term policy first before I get a whole life policy. Maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll buy a, uh, maybe I'll get some market reports first before I buy a house. Maybe I'll get some, uh, maybe I'll buy a coaching product or I'll download a worksheet before I actually hire a coach, right? So when you think about more things, sell more things, really tune in here. Sell more things does not mean you have to come up with more products, more services, et cetera. It just means that you have to have more options to get people into your world. And that's super important, right? That's why in any form of marketing, you want to just have multiple things that are around your orbit that are related to the thing that you already do. And that's super important. So if you're a I don't know if you're an e-commerce store, maybe you give out a coupon, maybe you give out, you know, if, if maybe you give out, like if you, if you're selling uh, uh, vitamins, uh, maybe you, you tell them how, maybe you give them a, uh, you know, you sell, maybe you give away recipes. There's got to be adjacent or, or complementary things that you can sell because when you sell more things, you get natural marketing. So if you only have one product or service to offer, you can't wake up in the morning and try to sell that 17 different ways. It just gets boring after a while. But if you have a lot of things around it to just offer people either a preview into it, maybe they can see, you get a few couple of chapters of your book, maybe they can see the first section of your course, maybe they can actually come and see you live coach somebody, maybe they, maybe uh, you can show them market reports if you're a real estate or you can run a tra- uh, show them a illustration of what you did for a client in insurance, you get the chance to sell more things. So you have to wake up in the morning and say, what else can I sell today that is related to what I already do? It doesn't have to be for dollars. It just, it's an offer because you get to sell more things because that is the purpose of marketing is to sell, wake up in the morning and ask, how do I sell more things? Now, the second question is, how do I sell more things to more people, to more people? Now, here's the super interesting part to me. I have no idea why, um, the world knows that if we had a bigger audience, we would win. So let me give you an example. It is shocking to me that we would do whatever it takes. Like we would be so excited to get on Good Morning America or a local TV show or uh, or or uh, salivate to get on Oprah or Ellen or you know Conan O'Brien or you know Jimmy Jim you know Jimmy Fallon, but we won't take the chance to get on a, uh, a, to buy some ads. We won't take a chance to grow our Instagram following. We won't take a chance to JV with a, uh, with somebody that has a, you know, joint following like us to get our eyes on more people, get people eyes, more eyes on us. It's crazy to me that we think that the only way to get more eyes on us is to go uh, to, you know, the source of source, like an Oprah to get more eyes on you. But in fact, you don't need that many people. Yeah, sure. Your business is going to take off if you get a TEDx talk. Yeah, your business is going to take off if you're on Oprah. Yeah, your business is going to take off if you're on Shark Tank. I totally understand that. However, can you just see right now if you can buy $20 of ads to see if you can get 50 more leads to see if you can sell more people? Like um, my friend, the, the guy who uh, does our dry cleaning, right? He's like, oh, I'm looking to grow my business post-COVID. I'm like, dude, this is so easy. Run it, you're local, run an ad for five bucks a day for 10 days and just say, hey, your, uh, your, first, 10, you know, your first 10 shirts are on us. I want to make sure, and I'll even pick them up and drop them off. 
do you know how many clients he got from that? Because once you pick a dry cleaner, you'll never, you'll, like you'll hardly ever change. And he tells me, Sharani, you won't believe it. You won't believe how many new clients I got from this process. And I was like, of course I believe it because you want to have a bigger audience. The audience is everything, right? Because it allows you to test how you can talk to more people. Wake up in the morning and you get to sell more things to more people, all right? Here's number three. More often, more often. Uh, before I talk about more often for, for a quick second, uh, more people is literally, you know, as we talked about having a bigger audience. And so uh, the question I want you to ask when you wake up in the morning, like you like when, when we say, how do I sell more things? We talk about being more specific and being more personal. How do I get a bigger audience? The question we ask is, well, um, how do I get more people in my Facebook group? How do I get a bigger email list? How do I get a bigger Instagram following? How do I get a bigger LinkedIn following, right? Um, how, do I, how do I get someone else endorse me? How do I get more leads in my database? Like you're just thinking, can I get a bigger audience? Because the bigger the audience you have, the easier it is. It, the, the being like my friend Dean Aguilar will always say, being famous is the most efficient business model. It's just super efficient. Because once you have that, everything is really easy, right? That's the best part. Now, a lot of people ask me, okay, Sharon, well, before I go start buying ads and getting leads, et cetera, um, you know, how do I get my product or service or my brand in front of other people for the lowest amount of money? And I'll tell you, right? Sell more things to more people. Like, how do you get a bigger audience? Really, really simple. This doesn't happen very often. You want to start to be on the platforms that have natural organic reach. And an inordinate amount of natural organic reach. So as we record this, this is being recorded June 2021. As we record this, the platforms that have the highest level of organic reach right now on social media platforms are LinkedIn and TikTok. Now, if you don't want to pay for media, if you don't want to buy ads, if you don't want to do JVs for, uh, to, to build your follower base, if you don't want to buy, buy do Facebook ads to buy leads or run JV webinars or whatever, you're crazy not like stop posting on every other platform and just hyper post on LinkedIn and TikTok, right? Why? Because those are the platforms that have higher level of organic reach and organic reach just means that, hey, more people see your stuff for free. That's the best part. More people see your stuff for free. And at some point, and that's because of the number of people on the platform compared to the amount of content there is, right? As soon as you start having more content than people, then the platform has to say, okay, I have 100 pieces of content and only 80 people. I can't show all the pieces of content to all the people. So how do I kind of, you know, how do I filter? But if you have 300 people and only 80 pieces of content, that 80 pieces of content will get shown to everybody. Again, my numbers are just, you know, illustrative. But I wanted to show you and uh, help you understand that organic reach doesn't has, get last for long because it's going to get arbitraged out. So if you are starting today and you want to build an audience, you are crazy not to be on the all platforms that have the organic reach. The purpose of marketing is to sell more things is to more people more often for more money. And we talked about how to sell more things to more people. Sell more often, more often. People think that they can't sell every day. And, and, and honestly, you don't have to. But you have to nurture every day. And nurturing every day literally is showing up every day, showing up every single day. You have to show up in an everyday, in a daily automation kind of way. Yeah, you can take the occasional weekend off, but you have to be there every single day. And the question is why? 
why do you have to be there every single day? Why do the biggest social media gurus that you know, why do they post not once, twice, but three, five, seven times a day? Why? Why do you have to be there every day? Why? Because familiarity builds trust, right? Familiarity builds trust. When you see, uh, think about this for a second. Let's say uh, you walk into the same coffee shop over and over again, right? And you see the same person sitting in the corner over and over again. And you smile at that person every day over and over again. After the 20th visit, that person may be a serial killer. <laughs> but after the 20th visit, your familiarity with that person, you will trust them more. If there's only one seat available next to them, you will take that seat. If they, you saw them elsewhere at, at a subway, you would say, hey, I think you're you know, good to see you. Why? Because the more often you see somebody, the more trust you have because familiarity builds trust. And the more used and the more they are used to you sharing and pitching, it doesn't feel like a pitch. The more content you have. So if I if I posted three, four times a day, 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 and I and I posted 12 pieces of content in three days, and three of my content pieces of content are, are pitches and sales pitches, you never even see it. You never even feel that it's a pitch because it's it's so beautifully blended into everything else. But if you only post, um, you know, two times a week and one of your posts is a pitch, well, the last post I saw of you was a pitch. And so I'm like, well, there's nothing else here. And so the familiarity doesn't build trust when it comes to that. This is why they call it a cold pitch. A cold pitch is you just showing up and saying, buy my stuff. That's why when a lot of people do Facebook ads, right? What they do is they will run an ad to a video or something like that and have people watch the video. Uh, they, uh, you know, a lot of marketers call it intent-based branding or things like that, which is you watch the video for a while and they know that you'll click on an ad and you'll never buy, right? But uh, that's why all the money's in the retargeting because once you review an ad and you see it, they don't just stop showing you the ad. Like this would be crazy. This would be totally crazy if you saw an ad, like let's say you saw one of my ads for, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up, water bottles. And you clicked on the water bottle and you didn't buy. I would be crazy not to show you more ads of that water bottle. In fact, but what we think is, oh, I showed him the ad of the water bottle. He didn't buy, so I'm going to move on. That's how people think about content creation. Hey, I put out one post, nobody bought, so I'm just going to move on. Content creation is always being there in front. If someone clicked on your stuff, you keep showing them the stuff because they have to go through the process of convincing themselves they need it. They clicked on it in the first place because they're interested in it, because they couldn't help it. And that's what this is doing. They raised their hand. The more it does not feel like a pitch, the more the only way to do that is by having daily domination, showing up over and over and over and over and over again. Um, that's the difference between like a cold pitch and an invitation. Right. So if I did a bunch of videos that talked about, uh, you know, I don't know how to grow a business. And then I said, hey, I have a business growth group. You should join. Go go join my Facebook group. You'd be like, oh, cool. Totally. I would do that. That makes sense. Now, whether this is a daily email or a daily social media post or daily whatever, or is it three times a week, you've got to have some kind of uh, cadence. And the interesting part in social media is it's given us that um, access vehicle where be presence drives everything and it costs you nothing just to post, right? It just costs you nothing, but it still delivers that. Uh, I, I call it, I, I just call it brand cardio, brand cardio. So you're just, it's the cardio that you're always there because then when you show up to, you know, do a small race or you show up to lift or show up to do other things, you still have the ability to do that. Um, you're crazy not to have daily posts. You're crazy not to be on stories. 
the more stuff you do daily, the easier it is to slide in the offers, right? So when I say more often, I just mean first get on a daily or a fast cadence of like a regular cadence of you sharing stuff with the world. Because once you do, you have an easy way of sliding stuff in. And that's the best part, right? That's the best part. The purpose of marketing in this case is to... Uh, it, 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 it is to um, sell more things to more people for more uh, more often for more money. So let's just finish up with the for more money part. Uh, my coach tells me this all the time and she's like, hey, Sharon, you always, most of us undervalue our services, right? Because we think that, well, I can't, you know, I shouldn't charge $3,000 for my service or $25,000 for my service or whatever. Um, I want to tell you about this. Uh, I haven't shared the story before, so maybe this will be yeah, an interesting to you. I had a, um, I had an entrepreneur uh, reach out to me uh, for a to to join my private kind of um, mentoring program, and it's very expensive. And um, so I was like, you know, I kind of talked to him and uh, worked, you know, kind of did a consult call, figured out that we can help, et cetera. It was a good fit. And then he started sharing his finances with me. He says, "Hey, uh, my business is doing fine, but I'm personally not doing that well." And you know, blah blah blah. I said, "Okay, I understand." And I didn't, you know, we didn't move forward because my fee was not, um, it, it, it looked like on the surface that he couldn't afford it at that point, which is totally fine. And I, I respect that. I only to learn that in a few weeks later, he had actually joined someone else's program, which is totally cool. I did not know that person whose program was significantly more expensive than mine. And it just blew my mind that I almost walked away and didn't, you know, not to pressure him, but didn't, didn't invite him to join him for having to work with me, which is good for him because he maybe was lying. Maybe he was not about not having the financial resources to work with me. But then he goes and joins a program significantly more expensive than mine. And that's on me right? Maybe that's good for him, but I could have helped him. And I assumed that because I didn't think I can do it for more money. It was a long time ago and my, my world doesn't work like that anymore. But um, how many times have you seen someone less smart, someone less accomplished, someone less competent, someone less charismatic, someone who is less deserving, charge more? All the time. Like I look around and say, wait, you're charging like for that? You're charging that much and you're selling? That's insane. The purpose of marketing is to actually convince yourself and your client to make the invitation to work with you. That is good for them. Who are you? Who are you to decide whether they think it's valuable or not to work with you? Who are you and I to decide whether they see enough value in writing the check for you? Who are you to decide? You're not writing the check to you. Who are you and I to decide what they place value on? You and I have written checks significantly more than what something has been worth many times in our lives. You and I have also gotten a deal many times in our lives. But how many times have you seen someone less smart, less accomplished, less competent, uh, less charismatic, and less deserving charge more all the time? Purpose of marketing is to allow you to do more 
to do better, to charge more. And the way you charge more is very simple. You have to convince yourself first, right? And my coach always says, hey, can you sit down on a spreadsheet and articulate a 10X value, which makes it a no-brainer for them? Can you say, okay, my program is, I'm going to pick a number, $1,000 a month. Like, can I give them significantly more than $12,000 worth of value a year? If that is the case, absolutely, right? There's, if, if, if the 10X value is a no-brainer, it is an absolute no-brainer that also allows you to recognize that you need to build a value stack in there that is insanely amazing. It needs to be 10X value, and then you feel really good about charging that amount, right? I would also ask a lot of you know, uh, friends, family, people that you respect and say, hey, what do you think about my pricing? I actually had one of my... Uh, uh, friends in my one of my mastermind groups tell me this. He's like, hey, uh, I asked him about pricing. He's like, I think you're totally undercharging, Sean. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, you never asked. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's amazing, <laughs> right? It's fascinating. Um, also, the fastest way to charge someone more money is to, is to invite somebody to work with you more, the person that's already bought from you. Maybe they already bought a product. Maybe they already bought a policy. Maybe they already worked with you to buy or sell a house. Maybe they already worked with you in a coaching capacity. Maybe they already worked with you to buy a program. And the way you do that is to make sure your first product is badass, right? A lot of us think we need to build this course that is 10 parts and $2,000. No, if you just built your first product, that was $10, but it was a badass, meaning it was $100 worth, 10X value. And I bought it for 10 bucks. I'd be like, this is amazing. Sean's stuff is 10 bucks. And this is what, like, this is amazing. I'll, whatever he's selling, I'm buying because I'm already pre-framed this $10 value, right? Which is amazing. I, I, I'll make it be very honest with you. Um, I have a course called the Sales IQ. It's probably one of my favorite courses that I have. Um, it is a 23 minute video. It is one 23-minute video that I that that I that I that I've trained probably several eight and nine-figure sales teams with. One 23-minute video. Literally it walks through the emo, it's called the e, it's called it's based on the EQIQ format where it takes the emotional quotient and flips it to the intellectual quotient and, and it helps people understand how to triage a call and when they say yes or no. Right. That's how that works. So um that 23-minute video, people pay $1,000 for. $1,000 for a 23-minute video. And you know how many refunds I've gotten on that? Zero. Zero. Because that one skill will pay you for life. Well, I wish I had that skill. And I never had the courage to ask for that, but I had a client tell me, he's like, hey, Sharon, that one thing is based on how I do every single sale in my business. Like, think about this, this guy who's making, you know, I don't know, seven figures, he's a seven figure copywriter told me he does every single sales process based on my, that one 23 minute video. And he's like, dude, if this is, if this 23 minute video is not a two, $3,000 course, you're like totally underselling yourself. That's crazy. And that gave me the confidence to understand, oh, like this is really adding out. I teach that all the time. And if you have not got it and you are in the sales, you're crazy. You should go get that, right? But, um, but that's exactly how content also works, right? With the more content you put out, if they like your content and they get 10x value from your free content, they automatically assume that they're like, they like the pre-frame on the paid stuff. They like how you think. They like how you work because the purpose of the marketing is what? 
is to sell more things to more people for more often for more money. So a big part of doing more marketing is also to make more money. And it's okay. Like we need to be okay with that. That's why I don't talk about it as a sale. I talk about it as an invitation. You want to invite people to work with you when it's good for them, right? When it's good for them. That's why in all my programs, I have a uh, no contracts, no commitments. You know, I actually say differently. I said, there's no contracts, but there are always commitments, right? You're making a commitment because I'm committing to you, but there's no contract. If suddenly I'm not adding value, you leave, you're done. And all of my stuff is very high ticket. Like it's very expensive. So it's it's that, that it has to be 10x value associated with that. That way you get to show up and be yourself every single day. So a big part of doing more marketing is also to make more money. There's a great quote that I heard, which I'll leave you with. It says, if you don't make the money, you can't sustain the message. It's really good. If you don't make the money, you can't sustain the message, right? So I'm not saying you should be deserving. Like there's a lot of sales trainers out there that'll say, you know, um, my fee is X because I deserve it. No, you don't. You don't deserve anything. You only deserve, you only deserve the commensurate value that the client sees to offer you. So if, if the client sees to offer you $200 for your service and you're and you charge $20,000, well, you only deserve 200 because you have not made enough of a claim, enough of a proof, enough of a process, enough of a enough of a, 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 a um, value prop to show that you have, you deserve 10 X more. It's not that I appreciate that you believe that you need to deserve that more. That's a, any trainer that says, Oh yeah, you deserve that. Like they are lying to you to your face because they were taught that by some terrible mindset trainer that says, Oh, you deserve it. And I actually have people, salespeople tell me that they tell the client in a sales appointment. Yeah. I should get paid that because I deserve that. Like, How do you say that to a client? You don't deserve anything which is why it is respond we are responsible for showing 10x value in the in the in how we present the offer so it makes the invitation such a no brainer because that's when you and the client are totally aligned and then you create a referral army based on everything and that's the power of marketing because the better you can market the better you can feel about that value and that's how everything works all right. So the purpose of marketing is to sell more things to more people more often for more money, sell more things to more people more often for more money. And just want to finish up with this to define sell. It does not mean, you know, there has to be a money exchange. You are selling someone on the idea of taking an action of doing something. It is an invitation. It is an invitation. You're inviting them to do something with you, either buy your product or invest in your product or buy your service. That is good for them. And if that is the case, then selling people to click on a link in your email, selling people to join your Facebook, selling people to join a free course, selling people to download your lead magnet, selling people to DM you on social media, selling people to book a call, selling people to buy insurance or real estate or coaching from you, all great. Because if the word is invite them. You're inviting them to work with you because it's good for them. And that's where this works. The purpose of marketing is to sell more things to more people more often for more money. All right. So wake up in the morning and ask yourself, how do I do one of those four? How do I sell more things to more people more often for more money? And think of a little Sharon on your shoulder, encouraging you to do that because it's not about a sale. It's just about an invitation.
Patreon. I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com.